Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Two zero two zero. I was almost waiting to hear our theme song before I started, and then I was like, "No, I put that in later." Yeah, yeah, that's a later thing. Listen, I'm tired. It doesn't play before we record. No, it doesn't. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would. Could do it live once. Like us play it live? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll just play. We'll play a live version of it. I thought you meant just play it and then start when we're done. No, you gotta jump in on the lines. I got this. Oh. Mr. Feeney. I thought we was... Mr. Feeney. <laughs> it's like, is this still happening? Right? We... It's like a trap beat, right? Yeah. Yeah. I Pro tip for the this. new year. Sign your checks and legal documents with the full year 2020 so that people can't commit fraud on your documents. Because mm. I could easily add a 19 after your 20. Wrong. I don't really know why people would do that, but I saw that news article circulating around, and I was like, "Oh, right." Actually, sounds like a decent idea. I guess you're not wrong. Like that is a very easy thing to do. Just like cover your bases. Sure. I don't really like. I can't imagine in what context that would happen to me. You know, like if I'm mm-hmm. signing a check and sending the only check I write is to my landlord. I can't you still imagine write checks to your landlord. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Something that we uh, didn't think about before, and now we do. It's so. true. Do you got any New Year's tips for the for the listeners? Oh. New Year, new you. New Year, same me. I'm the same. I'm the exact same. Did you make any resolutions? My resolution for this year is I really want to start taking care of, like, really, really good care of my skin. Oh. Because last year, oh. I... And this is something that I just learned last year. When mm-hmm. you're a female and you turn 25, your hormones do another little shift. Oh. Like you're going through like a second puberty. Mm. And Interesting. So when that happened, I broke out all over the place. And I was like, what? What? This didn't even happen to me when I was like 13. So uh-huh. why is this happening now? So then I started kind of experimenting with my skincare a little bit. But everything just seemed to make it worse. And so then I just stopped. And I just was like washing my face and then I put a little bit of moisturizer on it and I wasn't doing anything else. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I need to start taking good care of my skin and getting good products for it that are going to actually help it and not just finding the cheap way out. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Do I have a New Year's resolution? Oh yeah, I want to, um, I want to work on, on some more music projects and my my like goal less of a resolution more of like a 2020 goal is to play a live gig in chicago mm. doesn't that's i kept that broad enough <laughs> you know that like doesn't matter it if it's a neighborhood bar in the parks whatever it is there you go uh but the goal to play a a live music gig in this city Woo! all right Let's do it. Happy New Year. Happy New Welcome Year. to The Feeny Call. The Feeny Call. The Girls Room. The Girls Room. <laughs> that was basically what that was the equivalent that of. That kind of did sound like that. I didn't a little think bit. About it. Um, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 14. Indeed we are. I Am Not a Crook. I Am Not a Crook. Yes, the episode title is I Am Not a Crook, and the title is based upon a speech that uh, Nixon gave. Yeah before the press defending himself obviously after Watergate the quote is people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook well I'm not a crook 
Yeah. And he says, I am not a crook. Just like that. It's kind of like he's eating a sandwich while he says it. So. You know. Like a big meatball sub or something, and he's just trying to keep it in his mouth. <laughs> a good little political episode. Oh, you have to do the recap. Oh, is it my turn? It is. All right. I've... I my brain has now put it into a science that even episodes are you and odd episodes are. Oh, me. that's easier. I don't know why it took us forty something episodes to realize I know. that. I don't know. Wow, we're so good at our jobs. We're so good. All right. All right. Um, on your mark, get set, go. So they're holding. Corey doesn't know who he is, and they're trying to join clubs and shit. And then they're having class elections, and Sean nominates Corey for class election for class president. And Corey gets really into it and starts like making outrageous promises, and then he uh, he he betrays Sean, and then they are running against each other, and then they become friends again at the end. And uh, Topanga ends up being class president. Is there a B plot that I'm missing? I don't think so. You no? have two seconds, one really? second, you're done. I mean, that's the gist. Was there a B plot? No. Did something happen? I don't think so. Cause... I mean, I could have gone into more detail, I guess, but yeah. like. I don't think there is like Alan because... and Amy are just talking to Corey about this. This, yeah. Eric's just talking about this. It's all about this, it's huh? It's pretty much all about this. All right. It's only been like two days since I watched it. I just can't seem to remember if there was something else that happened. I mean, Turner and Feeney kind of have their own little, but it's yeah, still, but it's a still part about of this. the election. Yeah. Still, yeah, it's all about the election. I so guess all... all the characters are involved in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. It's a fun one. It is fun. What did you learn? Oh, um. To be honest, loyal, and decent. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one thing. Obviously, you want to be, you know, it's, those are good things to be, but then especially important to remember, who, you know, in, in the midst of trying to, to make promises that you can't keep, you know. Mm-hmm. That it's one thing to make a promise you can't keep when it's like, you know, you're a kid and you're making a promise to your friend that you'll be friends forever and then you're yeah. 26 and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of... Oof, I don't know. You know, when Turner says uh, uh, too much like the real thing. Yeah. You know, I was like, ooh. Ouch. Dirty. Um, but true. So, yeah, you know, just like to be honest, to be loyal, be decent. Mm-hmm. You know, don't forget those things in pursuit of your goal. Yeah. That's an important, if we're, if we're, if we broaden the lens here and make it less just about this election and more about like, what are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want? You know, like you shouldn't shouldn't sacrifice those things like your friends and your integrity that's exactly what i wrote down don't compromise your integrity for your moment in the sun yeah it's 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 easy to look at it narrowly and be like that's all about the election but just broadly no one you know no one likes the guy that got to the top and is a a real dick about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah you know just hang on to what's important (laughs) because if you're at the top and you're all alone you know (laughs) what's what's the point that's true. That's very true. What's the point of that bottle of expensive champagne if no one's there to share it with you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Corey says that there are 400 kids in his grade. Uh-huh. I would just like to start with that because <laughs> how? How? There were 400 kids in my grade. I know, but your classrooms were what? Probably 30 kids? Yeah. They have like 10, like kids, 10 kids in their, in their classroom. classroom. Yeah, it's true. You're not supposed to see that. You're not supposed to know that. Oh, I know, know, but it's just so supposed to assume there's many more of them off camera on the other side of the classroom. I did, I did catch that when he said there were 400 kids, and I was like, all right. I would even maybe accept like 200, but 400. There are 10 children. Well, it's pretty. I think it's funny too that he's like, there's like 400 kids in our class in our grade, and uh, 
and yet it seems that like Mr. Turner's class is the only participants mm-hmm. in this election. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's only Corey, Sean, Topanga, and, and what's his name? Me- Meeks. Well, and I was... A weird. I wrote this down. If they were going to bring Minkus back, this now. would be the perfect episode. It should have been Minkus. It should have been Minkus. Fact, maybe it was. Maybe they wrote it to be Minkus. They and were like, we're going to get him fast. back. And then like he didn't come back or something. And know? they were like, how can we like, lazily right, change this name? It's a lazy Meeks. Instead of yeah. Minkus. It should have been Minkus. Should have been Minkus. Damn. I think we said that. We've said that before. Those exact words. It should have been Minkus on this. Probably podcast. every time they have like a throwaway nerd character, I just wish that Minkus was still around mm-hmm. to to do those bits. The only thing I would say the reason that they couldn't put Minkus in is because at the end, just bows out. He's just like, yeah. I can't take it anymore. That's true. Minkus would not have. No, Minkus would have powered through. Out. Mm-hmm. It's true. And Minkus would have won, and then Topanga wouldn't have won. Why didn't Topanga run in the first place? Another note that I made. I don't understand. No one nominated her. Yes, but she could have, like, I don't know. She's too humble to be like, hey, someone nominate me. Come on. You know, she wasn't going to do that. I'm surprised that somebody else didn't, though. Yeah, it's true. Because Corey was like, oh, yeah, she'd be a great president. And I was like, so why didn't you nominate her? It's true. I do love her bit, though, when he's like, Topanga, nominate me. What do you say? She said, no, you, leave me alone. Yes. (laughs) She's like, no, no, leave me alone. (laughs) No, leave me alone. (laughs) The whole whole election thing is weird. It's also weird that, like, the way Feeney treats this, it's like Mr. Turner was like, what if we had a class president? Like, that's some novel Mm -hmm. fucking idea for public school. (laughs) Well, and I wrote also, we've had this debate before between Turner and Feeney where Feeney's like tell them what to do and Turner's like we're just gonna let it play out see how it goes and I'm like Turner when has that ever worked for you in the past how how are you still on this train of like give them the experience and just let seventh graders do the thing right I'm just like when has this worked for you we've gone True. through this hasn't made it to the at end at least twice now and we're only on episode 14 yeah yeah it's true we do see that a lot um I forgot what I was gonna say damn it oh sorry no, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Nothing matters. Fuck it. It's fine. 2020. Um, <laughs> Nothing matters. 2020. Nothing matters. 2020. But I did. I also wrote down this is. In my lifetime, I feel like I've seen a lot of this happen where it's a student body, they're voting for their president. And the president is making these like wild, making up these wild things. I feel like this happens. This almost might have been the kickoff for a lot of those further episodes mm-hmm. in different shows. Yeah, yeah, we see a lot of those sitcoms of class president wild claim things. Yeah, and it's like ice cream in home room or whatever stuff like makes that. makes for a fun bit. This episode, I, I remember what I was gonna say. It confused me a little bit because they're running for eighth grade class president, right? Mm-hmm. And so. There, we're, we're in this like early spring of seventh grade now. Yes. Okay. I was just like struggling to keep up a little bit. I was like, oh, are we jumping? We're jumping they, grades now. Where are we at? The last one was, or two episodes ago, was Christmas. Right. And, and then so what happened clearly they're on, they're into the next year. Right. Or sometime in the spring semester so now. Probably around. Well, the turnaround dance was that. Nope, that was Christmas. That I was, was going to say, was that uh, Valentine's Day, but it's no, not. No, no, the turnaround dance was for Christmas. So we're probably in, like, so we're, February. So we're in, like, January, right February. I guess, yeah, you come back to your second, yeah, I don't know. 
it seems kind of strange to be like, we're electing eighth grade class president. You'll take effect eight months from now. And it happened so fast, too. They were yeah. like, let's nominate. And then the next day, we're having our debate. And you hopefully you can campaign in two days because yeah, it's a quick Yeah, I don't know what our class presidents did. We had them. We did, too. And, you know, I think it's interesting that Corey and Sean don't just, like, try to run together. I guess that option's never presented. No. Until Sean just makes that move. With well, his and he mate. said co-president. Right. Wouldn't that be your vice president? Or did no, he promise her to be a co-president? Promised co-president. And she just throws the race, too. Oh, I hated that moment. She says, well, what about me? I wanted to be president. Want to get a burger? I'm out. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, damn, we couldn't have given this girl ambition. <laughs> like, yeah. This it, poor girl. Like, I mean, for they us, needed... They dress her up like Hillary Clinton. They're like, <laughs> yes. They very clearly were making her a little bit of an homage to that, and then... They just, needed to get her out of there so Topanga I know, I get it. I just over, wish but. there could have been a better reason for her to... I wish they hadn't made that a joke at all. Yeah. I wish, like, when Shauna dropped out, she'd been like, all right, I was really only doing this. For, for like, you, yeah. Like, if she whatever. would have made some choice there instead of, like, presuming to say, like, oh, well, I wanted to be president. Let's get a burger. Fuck this shit. I'm gonna go get a burger. Yep. It's fine. The debate's a great time. I love that Feeney clicks his cards. I was like, you said I could be the moderator. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so excited. And then Turner's yeah. like, well, now there's more to moderate. And he's like, oh. oh. His face kind of lights right. up a little bit. He's Perhaps like, oh, a serious right. candidate. Right? Sean. Ah, <laughs> yep. Never yeah. mind. It's good. It's good bits. Lots of good bits in this one. The whole dead parents thing. <laughs> what? I totally wild. forgot about that. That yeah. is wild. Here's the issue that I have with the dead parents, other than, you know, don't kill off your parents right, for the sake to of get story. ahead. But also, his whole campaign is that he's average. It's not average to, like, live on your own like a wild man. Yeah, that's a good point. It's average you're to right. have They're parents. Like trying to coast or on Or one that. parent, two parents, if you're lucky. <laughs> it's That is more average than, like, Sometimes Corey three. eats pizza <laughs> for breakfast because... Right. Pizza and ice His cream or whatever. Are dead. Like, no, that's that's excessive. Yeah, it's definitely not average. No. It's funny, they, they made it this as well written in this episode, and that they start this whole honest, loyal, decent thing. Mm-hmm. Very, like, it's not, it doesn't feel shoehorned in. No. And then even when Alan comes around on it later, and he's like, honest to, what do you say, honest to the voters, loyal to your friends, decent to your decent parents. Decent to your parents, yeah. At no point, like, I don't know, like, that, that's a, it was a well-written moment in that he says that, and you're like, ah, damn. They, right. primed, they primed those words. They mm-hmm. deliberately undercut each one of those words one at a time. Like, well-structured writing here mm-hmm. in that, like, the the main events of this are one by one dismantling each of those mm-hmm. those things but at no point do they like tip their hat that that's what they're doing mm-hmm. it seems all just like each scene is you know gonna be is, is a part of this all and until he like calls attention to it you're like oh shit that is <laughs> what right. it was wow <laughs> well done i don't know that was that was just a good writing moment for me where i was like damn and I think this well, is another out. good example of Corey not really having any sort of direction in his life. We're starting to, we started opening that box a little bit now that he's, now that Sean's dating a lot more people and he's not, and he doesn't feel like he's cool. We're kind of opening the box to like, Corey doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. He really doesn't know where his direction lies. I think he should have gone in filmmaking. That's just yeah, me. Yeah, obviously. But 
he's trying to obviously figure out what he wants to do and gets carried away with all of this. Right. But I think it's a good setup for what's to come. Well, and what I like about this episode, too, is so many episodes in season two are about girls. Yes. And not not in the way that you want a TV episode to be about girls. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, not in the way that we're like, oh, man, look at this story about women. Yep. It's like, oh, God, look at this story about mm-hmm. girls uh, that's really about these guys boys and their interest kind of in girls. these girls, yeah. Um, and so many plot lines in this season have mm-hmm. to do with them treating girls shittily. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I so appreciate that this episode doesn't really have any of that other than like that, you know, a brief bit. Yes. Uh, where where Sean objectifies Topanga and she claps back at him a little bit, and and then that bit at the end, like. But otherwise, it's not about them and their relationship to girls. Oh yeah. Thank God. I'm getting a little tired of them. <laughs> um, well, we have one in the next episode. I so know. Good luck. I know. And it's immediately what I thought as we started. I was like, oh fuck, we're here again. I feel like this another is... episode about treating women with decency. Learn. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's going to be a big thing. We get out of it though. We get out of Again, it once well, we're we get in out like of it when Corey starts dating Topanga. Well, but kind Sean of. is still kind of going through that. So I yeah, feel like once but... he's with Angela, then there are very few episodes that have to do right. with show. That. Show hits its prime when its characters are coupled up in season five, <laughs> <laughs> and and they stop being girls of the week to to tear through with. Mm-hmm. jokes and garbage yep so I was anyway I'm just saying like I'm thankful that this episode is it's a nice reprieve from yeah, nice what have, has been really like an onslaught of ah oh, I'm bad at dating let me be shitty to this girl I'm dating I'm right and learned I should be not shitty to this girl I'm dating <laughs> like we didn't boiled, you learn that last week right like if we melted and sifted season two down so that's yeah. what we get yeah, which is why I'm excited to get out of season two. Although I do like season two, I don't know if I say I don't know if I'd say I like it better than season one. I, think I like there's a little to, more meat here, but I like two a little better than one. I mean, this show is always on an uphill trajectory for me. Correct. From from one one to six, it's always uphill. Mm-hmm. I would plateaus. Yeah, I kind of plateaus. Plateaus and valleys out here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I'd say, like, up till some point in six, we are always on the rise. Yeah, I would agree with that. <clears throat> um, what? Anything doesn't, like, hold up for you? Not really. Yeah, still Not pretty really. still pretty politically relevant. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was kind of uh, watching it, and I was like, this is a little topical. Right, I mean, that's like <laughs> what Turner's saying, what, too much like the real thing? And Phoenix is like, yes, like, it is. Yes. I'm like, oh, well... Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I want to. I love that this episode takes a like makes a bold choice and gets a little ridiculous in the middle with the whole like I brought this woman forward and she's got a confession about I, uh, it was yeah, a li- yep. like it was a little cringy. Yep, it was a little for cringy a second. For uh, but I like they handled it in a responsible way where she was like, he said, girls are icky like because obviously that's just a boy thing to do when you're in like right, kindergarten right it's it's a funny bit on what has been like this trope of politics yeah. of like we've got somebody who's Who needs coming to forward, forward to tell some shit about this person and since we've only had male presidents it's been pretty right. much it's always, always exclusively a female yeah right it's kind of a, it's a funny funny nod to that and for a minute you're like oh, this is gonna get this is weird this, this is, is be bad this is a little bit like a rape allegation yeah um and so like you're not i felt a little uncomfortable at first where i was kind of like oh 
don't know that this should be funny because we're using very shitty real life circumstances mm-hmm. and like boiling them down but it like it has a sketch humor element to it yes you know where it's like very clearly parodying yes. something and I'm like willing to roll with that and that like SNL does things sometimes where you're like oof I don't know if like we should I don't know if that's okay that's okay but like it's you know I don't know I can get behind some some well thought out parody mm-hmm. and I, I think this is this is pretty decent parody of just that trope I mean, that's that confessional a, trope. That's the fine line that you walk with comedy. It's true. It's not Especially everyone's going to be okay with it. Yeah. Who's your MVP? Who's my MVP? I think it's Alan. Mm-hmm. That's my MVP as well. Yeah. I think it's Alan, and I think it's because of that scene I already talked about. Yep. Where he, he just, like, drives the nail into all mm-hmm. three of them and says, like, good job. You nailed it. You, you, you did know? it. Yeah. Right. And I love, too, that he, like, he doesn't even, he doesn't punish Corey. He doesn't yell at Corey. He just like has an honest conversation with him mm-hmm. where he just like he asks Corey questions and he's like, okay, I, do you, do you hear what you're saying? Cause mm-hmm. like I hear what you're saying and I think it's kind of weird and wrong, but I want to make sure that like you're listening to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, he doesn't, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't punish him. He doesn't yell at him. He does a really good job of just like letting a young person speak out loud and arrive at the conclusion yes you know and like getting there on their own which is important and valuable in Mm -hmm. a million ways so yeah alan definitely definitely alan and i think the only other person you could argue for would be feeney but he doesn't do any lesson giving yeah he's necessarily he's along for the bits just (laughs) yeah he's along for the bits and he's i mean he's the one who's kind of i don't know I don't want to say like narrating the exactly what's happening, but he's like, Oh, so this is just like the real thing. And then he's obviously the moderator. So he's like, wait, what's going right. on? While Turner is like, I don't know, just let him do whatever. Let him do like, it. Do you great. see what's going on? Yeah. So you could, you could rally for Feeney, but I, I think that it's Alan pretty yeah. much, pretty yeah. much to a T. I'd so. say so. One last thing I want to talk about is the, the bit at the end when they're all cheering for Tabanga and the credits start rolling on the screen did you mm-hmm. see it yeah when it runs when it says executive producer Topanga no I did not oh, yeah. see that yeah it does so like it comes up it starts rolling the, the little credits the uh, while they're all like chanting for Topanga and it says executive producer whomever and then like her name swoops across the screen and hits his off of it and says executive producer Topanga and I'm like I that's that. a funny funny joke it is a, a good little bit to tag this episode with. Well, now I gotta see yeah, it. Yeah, I gotta look at it. There you go. It says executive producer Michael Jacobs. And then. Tabanga! Tabanga I knocks did not notice that. Right? Wow. Funny, funny Incredible. little bit. Incredible. Yeah. All right. That, I thought that was great. That is good. Whatever editor was like. And I imagine, too, it was like a joke that someone, like. Mm-hmm was like, hey, look what I worked up. Ha, ha, ha. And they're like, oh, no, keep it. That's like, funny. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> that's really good. funny. Let's do it. That's good. That was that's good. a good bit. I'm a fan. All right. That's it, huh? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. Uh, like us, follow us, share us, retweet us, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, we're on the Instagrams and the twits and the, the books. I don't know. The books. The grams, the twits, the books. Are you writing books. a book? No, that's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Grams, right. The I forgot the that Facebook existed for a second. Yeah. 
Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, right. <laughs> Put a timer on your social media this year. That's something I recommend to you. Digital detox. That's really nice. You can do it on your iPhone or your Android phone. You can set your timers. There's there's a new health. Well, I I saw the top ten, I think top five or top ten health trends for 2020, or they're what they're predicting, and one of them is like a a dopamine fast, mm-hmm. which is basically a digital detox. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stave if you your... want to get on board with the health trends 2020. Well, stave your brain of some of that immediate dopamine you get. And uh, then it'll make that dopamine sweeter later. Yeah, exactly. Scientifically. So, yeah. Set those timers. Set those timers. Enjoy your highs. Also, less frequently, but more passionately. No one actually looks or lives like they do on Instagram and Facebook. So it's true. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. It's all a fucking lie. It takes me at least 10 minutes to put something on Instagram, and that's way longer than I do with anything else. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, uh, and that's just the sad truth. That's just the truth, y'all. Yep. It's all a fucking lie. It's all a lie. So, weed's legal in Illinois now. If you it listen is. and you're here in Illinois, I drove past enjoy one your of high. the dispensaries in, um, in uh, Logan, and then the line was practically wrapped around the block. Oh, yeah. So dispensary 33, right by me, uh, it's literally like down the block from my house. Mm-hmm. They they were the first legal weed sale wow. in Illinois at 6 a.m. on January 1st. Apparently at 6 a.m. on January 1st, the line was stretching uh, there on the corner of like Clark and Argyle. Okay. It went one block uh, east on Argyle and then turned and went one block north on Glenwood all the way to Winnemac. So it was oh like my. one block, one block. So it was two whole blocks long turning an L. And it stayed like that basically the whole day because it just continuously like refilled itself. Uh, There was like over $3 million in weed sales on January 1st. Maybe finally the state will get some money pumped back into it. Jamie was like, they're taxing the shit out of weed. And I was like, that's why they made it legal legal. so we can finally get some money back in this. It's like a 30% tax. Depressing (laughs) state that we live in. Yeah, I think it might be 30% on edibles or something like that. I mean, it's very high. More power to them, honestly. Yeah. The taxes on, on weed are mostly set aside for. The new roads. transportation. I can't believe that we no one has found a solution for this problem right. that is not just put more road down when the road breaks. Like, <laughs> no one's been like, what if we changed the mixture of roads so it doesn't break in the winter? This has been a hundred years in the making. How have we not? Sure, I'm not saying I know what that roads. means, but someone who like does chemical engineering, right? Surely could discover a cost-effective, a new kind of road pavement. Yep. That doesn't for break elements. open in the winter. I don't know, maybe there's no cost-effective way to do it. We can give all the tax money from weed to this guy. <laughs> whoever, Figure it whoever out. You get inventing. all the tax weed money. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Weed tax money. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough of that. Anyway. Take care. Enjoy 2020. Yeah. And class dismissed.